This is your boy Rob Brandon, aka Rob the Realtor, also known as Mr. 485. I want to thank you for tuning in to I Put the Real and Real Estate Podcast. Guys, today we're going to talk about your favorite Airbnbs. That's right, Airbnbs. Uh, the year is 2023. We're on the other side of the pandemic. I'm going to say at the beginning of 2019, uh, you started hearing the term Airbnb creep up. Uh, 2020, you started seeing a lot of video chats. You started seeing a lot of podcasts. You started seeing a lot of tutorials on YouTube talking about Airbnbs. 2021, it got real heavy. 2022, it got real heavy. 2023, some people are kind of starting to step away a little bit for various reasons. One, they're trying to, to legislate Airbnbs. I know uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia is pretty much deemed the mecca uh, of Airbnbs, you have a lot of, I'm doing air quotes so you guys can't see it, but you got a lot of millionaires so-called out of the Atlanta area, Atlanta greater metro area that have indicated that Airbnbs have been the gateway to their financial freedom. And some may be telling the truth, but as we all know, some may be capping as well. Uh, you tend to not meet uh, a lot of people uh, in Atlanta, you tend to meet their representative, meaning uh, those folks can be deemed as flugazy. Again, I don't want to offend any of my listeners or whatever, but the people from the ATL know exactly what I'm referring to. All right, back to the Airbnb talk. So as far as the Airbnb, there's a couple different ways you can go about doing Airbnbs. Leases is one way a lot of people break into uh, the Airbnb market. They may either lease an apartment or they may actually lease a home. So uh, there's two things I want to focus on with the leases. One, actually being the owner of the property and what that means to you. And then two, the person is actually leasing uh, the property, what that means to them. Uh, as the owner of a property, one of the main things that we're focused on is generating income for that property and that income covering expenses covering the mortgage covering the taxes uh, and anything else associated with that particular property and that's the main thing that we're concerned about now on the surface it looks good as a homeowner to potentially have someone leasing your property because it's taking care of those expenses and when Aaron B B and B started to come to fame, uh, homeowners really started to get intrigued just for the simple fact that let's just look at your average run of the mill property that may be somewhere in a ballpark that has a mortgage on it anywhere from like eight hundred and fifty dollars to let's just call it seventeen hundred dollars. That's a wide enough range. And you're getting that on a monthly basis. Pretty good for the most part. I would imagine Depending on the note, the homeowner may be clearing somewhere between $250 and $400 as a profit on a monthly basis. Pretty good. But as a homeowner, you start hearing about these Airbnbs and you're like, you know what? I want to maybe open my property up and be viewed as an Airbnb. Guys, you got to be careful. Greed can get you in trouble. Uh, with these Airbnbs, 
um, in order to maximize the potential, there are certain things that you want to make sure you do uh, as far as have a required minimum uh, nights to stay. So if your Airbnb is going to be 250 or $300 a night, you want to make sure you have a minimum uh, amount of nights uh, to stay and you're getting $600 for two nights versus that $800 or $850 to $700 amount that I referenced at the beginning for the month. So if you can get two or three stays, maybe four or five stays for the month as opposed to that one tenant that's living in that property for a certain designated period of time, you'll be able to get a better return on your property. So it's good. Uh, but you also want to make sure that you outfit your home in a way and put systems in place where it makes sense for you to be able to do the Airbnb because as it pertains to financial freedom, one of the biggest things you want to make sure you do, or you know that you're doing is, exchanging money for time so if you don't have to be at this property turning it over every three days making sure that the next guest can come into a clean property if it begins to be more work than you thought it was going to be then it may make more sense not to do it or put some systems in place where it can become an automated process for you so you're not going over to this property every three days, uh, washing the sheets, uh, taking out the trash, uh, restocking supplies and things of that nature. Let me just pause for a minute and go to the other side of it. Uh, If you are living in a property and you have the property leased out, you want to make sure you know your lease in and out so you're not susceptible to being evicted. A lot of people are renting apartments. A lot of people are renting homes and going in with the notion that I'm going to use this as an Airbnb. Now, for the longest, the things that we know about leases that we're most familiar with is subletting, pretty much meaning you lease the property, you're trying to get out of your lease. You may have somebody else come into the property and take over your lease officially or unofficially, but basically it's subleasing. So with the Airbnb process, people are going to said homeowner, I want to rent this home for 18 months. And instead of moving in the property, they are outfitting this home and they are putting the home on Airbnb. And then they are using this as another stream of income, all totally legal as long as there's no stipulations in the lease saying that you can or cannot do this if you can do it fine if you cannot do it then you are susceptible to maybe fines maybe penalty maybe eviction it just depends on uh, the rules in your county um, as it pertains to airbnb so there's two sides that you want to make sure as the homeowner you're aware uh of the pitfalls uh, of owning an Airbnb. Uh, It can be very time consuming. Uh, Again, it's beginning to be heavily legislated here within the latter part of 2022 and the beginning of 2023. So some of the freedoms that may have been afforded to you uh, in the earlier stages of this Airbnb 
may not be beneficial to you going forward. So it still needs to make sense. Um, lastly, from a homeowner standpoint, I've read various blogs that the more successful Airbnbs tend to have themes. So if you're looking at purchasing a home and turning it into an Airbnb, uh, I know themes are something that may be more attractive to someone on their site that's looking to uh, have a short stay at your home. For those are not aware of what I'm referring to, themes that would be if you wanted to decorate the home with a 90s vibe. That could be the theme that you have on the Airbnb website. Hey, if you guys are looking to have a 90s party, a 90s retreat weekend, then you could use this property as a theme or the backdrop for that weekend. Now, as far as me going back to talking about the city of Atlanta, there were various peoples throughout 2019 all the way up until now that have leased multiple units in apartment buildings, multiple units in condos, and have four and five Airbnbs within a single condo or apartment building. And for the most part, this went under the radar for the better of two to three years. But people that are living in these buildings or in these condo units say they didn't really sign up for this to have a revolving door of neighbors beside them. And on the surface, someone may ask, uh, why does it matter? Uh, you go in your apartment or you go in your condo, you shut the door and you live your life. But if you really think about it, you don't want a revolving door of people where you lay your head at every night, every two or three days. There's a different group of people living next door to you. You may have younger kids. You may be older. You may need certain sleep and you have certain sleep patterns that you don't want interrupted. You may work a third shift job. It just varies. And then there's the occasional unruly group that you may have staying next door to you that may be smoking, may be loud, may be drinking on the Casamigos. Uh, they may have the hookah going uh, over there. And basically, you're just upset because you didn't sign up for that lifestyle. So those people have started to complain to the property managers or to the homeowners or to the uh, various people that are in charge of the building. Hey, my lease says this. It says that. And it doesn't stipulate anywhere in here that the building allows for this. Most of the time, the buildings don't care because they are getting their lease uh, on a monthly and consistent basis. But with enough people complaining in the building, they're starting to crack down. Not to mention, anytime these municipalities, uh, that being the city uh, or the county or the state for that matter, has an opportunity to tax or get fees off of these new streams of business or revenues, they're going to do it. So the Airbnb market was unregulated for so long and parts of it are still unregulated. Uh, there's definitely opportunity for the government to come in and tax these businesses, whether it requires you to get a Airbnb license uh, or some sort of designation or whatever the case may be. Uh, 
you're going to continue to see more and more regulation within this space. So a lot of people who came up uh, in the early years of Airbnb may feel as though they need to get out of it or want to get out of it because their returns may not be as plentiful as they were at one point in time. Now, some things that you want to make sure you are aware of or cautious of is signing up for multiple units to Airbnb. Every time I have you sign up for a unit, that's a credit check. Uh, you're going to need to make sure your credit is like that because you're going to get these hits every time you try to lease out these buildings. So uh, I know a lot of people have set up the LLCs and they're doing these Airbnb businesses through uh, various LLCs. Uh, just be smart. You got a lot of people on YouTube pretending to be real estate gurus that don't know nothing about nothing. And you following them behind them. And two, three years later, uh, you caught up uh, on on certain charges uh, based upon you not disclosing what you needed to disclose. Uh, wire fraud, mail fraud, uh, <laughs> RICO charges like Young Thug. Now, I'm just playing. But you just got to make sure you are well versed in what you're signing up for. The concept of Airbnb uh, is a great concept. Uh, based solely on just hotels not really always fitting into our travel patterns. Uh, one of the biggest issues with hotels is you can't check in the four. And most people travel, get to these destinations earlier than four o'clock and want to get settled uh, and unpack. And you know, we got to go to the mall as soon as we get where we're going, but they want to get settled and get unpacked. And Airbnbs actually afford that opportunity. I think the rub where people that actually patronize the Airbnbs are starting to get upset is the fees. Yo, the fees are crazy, man. It's the, the Airbnb owners. I feel as though it's gotten to the point where they're just getting downright greedy. Like pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Like it comes to a point where you're going to start turning off these particular customers, especially with, Within the Airbnb rules, it may stipulate I'm supposed to take out the trash. I'm supposed to strip the bedding. I'm supposed to vacuum. Uh, I'm supposed to do the dishes and start the dishwasher prior to moving out during my uh, reference stay time so I don't incur any fees. But in addition to that, there may be a cleaning fee that's tagged onto the Airbnb stay as well. And if I don't do said list of things, uh, stripping the bed, vacuuming, uh, washing the dishes, uh, taking out the trash, that I may be charged an additional fee. I'm like, yo, okay, I didn't do the agreed upon thing, but I'm already playing, paying a cleaning fee. What does the cleaning fee go to if I forget to do one of those said things? So it's almost like a racket. And people are getting upset. And if you go to some of these comments uh, on these blogs and websites, you'll see uh, that the market, in my opinion, is kind of in flux right now as it pertains to people really wanting to uh, stay in these Airbnbs. Uh, so some of the things I would say to look out for, you definitely want to look at the reviews. The reviews are the lifeblood of these businesses 
So you do have super hosts uh, that are uh, on these Airbnb sites who have, for the most, and again, I'm doing air quotes again, have been vetted by various patrons that have stayed at these facilities and are deemed as qualified or deemed as reputable. So uh, like I said, you want to try to seek out the super host uh, if you can. A lot of times those properties are the ones that are booked up uh, because they've been vetted. Uh, they may be a little bit more expensive as well, but man, I, I definitely want to just say it's the wild, wild west as it pertains to the Airbnbs for the people uh, that are young investors that are thinking about buying a property to Airbnb it. Uh, you want to be careful as well. Uh, one, if you live in a community um, that has HOAs in place. So if you're looking to buy a townhouse or a condo and use it for Airbnb, or if you're looking to buy a home and use it for Airbnb, you want to make sure when you're speaking with your realtor, I, I need you to pull uh, the covenants and restrictions of this community. Those covenants and restrictions of that community should have some information in there pertaining to their rules uh, as, as it pertains to Airbnbs or short-term rentals or long-term rentals for that matter, because the covenants and restrictions may stipulate that within the first year or the first two years, and this is before Airbnbs even came along, but within the first year or the first two years of owning this property, you're not allowed to rent this home out in any type of way or fashion. So that would definitely apply to uh, short-term rentals uh, and long-term rentals for that matter. So like I said, you want to know those covenants and restrictions uh, backwards and forwards, because if you purchase this home with the notion that you're going to use it for Airbnb later to find out that you can't, then you're going to be upset. You're going to be looking at your realtor like, why didn't you tell me? Uh, so I think it's everybody's responsibility to make sure you have that conversation with the realtor as it, as it goes along with your intentions for that property. Is this going to be a starter home? Is this going to be a home uh, that you plan to, uh, live the rest of your life and it'd be a forever home? Is it just going to be a bachelor pad? Um, your realtor needs to know the intention so they can make sure they do the due diligence with you as well. Uh, I know we had a hiatus uh, for 2022. We were just working on some things, wanted to come back uh, bigger and better. I'm definitely going to be more consistent with the shows for 2023. I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in. This is your boy, Rob Brandon, a.k.a. Uh, Rob the Realtor, also known as Mr. 485. I want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart to tuning in to I Put the Real in Real Estate podcast. I would really love for you guys to follow me on Twitter. I'm Rob the Realtor on Twitter and on Instagram. It's, it's Luxury Living. Thank you for tuning in, and I'm out. Cheers!